We got an interesting guest today for you. His name is David Weiss, and he is a true-telling person about the Earth, whether you believe it or not. He's a flat earther. Now, don't let this turn you away and think, oh, this is wacko, this is crazy. You, you, you're talking to those type of people. No, seriously, listen to him. You can determine, have an, just have an open mind and listen to him of what he has to say. Uh, you can also check this out. He does a visual. It'll be on Rumble. Just look up the Kilroy Williams show on Rumble as well. But for those of you who are traveling, you might want to listen to this and just see what he has to say. So coming up, David Weiss, the flat earther. He's going to prove to you that we've been lied to. You determine yourself. Just have an open mind. We'll be back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Here's our interview with David Weiss, flat earther. He's going to prove to you that the earth is flat. You decide, have an open mind. Some of the stuff that he says, it's very interesting, I must say. Open my eyes. I have an open mind. You decide. Welcome, everyone, today. We have a very special guest, uh, Dave Weiss, who is going to tell us about uh, the real truth of what the Earth is, what we've been <laughs> taught in school, right, Dave? I mean, they've, they've been saying that we've always been taught that it's been uh, oval, and um, we're finding out that the truth is coming out to be exposed, and it's people like you that are that are, are spreading the news and waking people up. Can you, welcome, and can you tell us a little about your background and how you got interested in this? Uh, it, the question is, I started questioning reality, you know, the stuff that we're taught in school. I'm like, I wasn't really big on it. It just, a lot of it didn't make sense to me. And it really started when I started questioning what was money. I was like, how does money work? And I started looking into money. And when I realized that money is just made up nonsense and that, you know, here in the United States, the federal reserve isn't even federal. They're a private bank, a bunch yeah. of crooks. Yeah. And then I started looking into the, IR, the IRS and uh, found out that's another bunch of non-governmental crooks. Yeah. So that it's, led me led me into, you know, looking into other deceptions, like major ones like New York and uh, Boston and and uh, Sandy in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Flat Earth kind of came in. And I laughed at that at first. Like, that's ridiculous. Come on. We all know the Earth is a spinning ball flying through an infinite space vacuum. Lightning Correct. struck, created pond scum, and then we evolved from the pond scum. Makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> We've all been taught that. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I mean, that is insanity to, to believe that. You know, and then when I started looking into flat Earth, I, you know, kicking and screaming, like, I didn't want to. I was just like, I'm just going to put this to bed. As soon as you look, you see stuff like this, you know. I'm like, oh, flat Earth is so dumb. Well, this is what they want you to see, because that's not what flat Earth is, right? Yeah, right. So 
you know what what flat earth is and and you're you're well aware is you know flat earth is is more like this more like a pond right okay and um i think some people picture it as a square flat too well it <laughs> could it tell- could you know it could be you know in the bible it says the the four corners of the earth to me you know yeah. and and that it rests on footstools maybe our realm is square we mm-hmm. live in a circular pond gotcha. inside that square gotcha okay that makes sense yeah i mean there's there's lots of uh you know when when you really look at um some of the models they you know we, again anything beyond the shoreline of antarctica is off limits so we're speculating Anything above 60 miles is, again, unreachable, in my opinion. Uh, and, again, we, we are speculating there. So, you know, what, what's beyond Antarctica? Is there more continents out there or more mm-hmm. oceans? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of my beliefs, that there is some sort of setup out there. Why would they keep that a secret is my question. Why would they keep it a secret? Because they don't want you to know that you're at the center of creation. They're hiding the creator. They, want, they don't want you to know that nobody has control over you. Um, they don't want you to know that resources are unlimited. There's unlimited water. There's unlimited food. There's unlimited free energy. But they can't control you if you know these things. Okay. And this is a spiritual war. And uh, the, the real currency of this world is souls. And uh, they literally want your soul. They're trying to steal your soul. They're, you know, our, our, we are God's creation. And nobody has control over us. Nobody can take away our free will unless you willingly give it to them. So they're constantly playing games with us, trying to steal our, um, our, our freedoms, God, our given freedoms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look what's going on in the world right now. It, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, can you just take us, let's, let's say, you know, I, I, we have a lot of people who've never even dug into this at all. Can you take us like step-by-step and, uh, you know, as easy as possible for someone to understand? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Flat earthers know that we don't know a lot of things. There's a lot of things we don't know. And, um, you know, what global earthers think, they think they know everything and they will fight to defend it, right? Mm-hmm. So in the in the globe earth model, this is the story that you have to believe. Once upon a time there was nothing. And then a big bang happened, whether God did it or not, a big bang happened and nothing turned into everything. And it shot out at ridiculous speeds and it's been expanding ever since. And during that, all of the rocky bits started sticking together and all of the gases for some reason started sticking together, leaving a vacuum in between. That's impossible. Okay. And so now you got these gas balls in a vacuum problem, holding on to rocky balls, right? In a beehive universe. Okay. We're just our, our earth alone in our solar system. We're spinning at a thousand miles an hour. Mm. Okay. We're orbiting at 66,000 miles an hour, okay? And we're chasing the sun at over half a million miles per hour, okay? So most people can't fathom that. So this is what I show in every show. It's a hypersonic sled. And if I had the sound on, which we're working on, it's a Mac issue. 
with OBS. Mm. Um, mm. You watch it go by. You can't even see it. This is going by a Mach 8.6. Okay. A Mach 8.6 is only one-tenth of the speed that we're orbiting the, the sun. So we're orbiting the sun 10 times faster than this. We're chasing the sun at 100 times faster. But when we go into nature, we see stuff like this. Right? Nature doesn't lie. Men lie. Yep. So that alone should tell you that we're not spinning. You know, the argument is, well, what about on an airplane? You know, you could drink a glass of water and go to the bathroom. I say double the speed of the airplane. Take the outer shell off the airplane and let me know how your drink is doing. Okay. Right. And that, that's just one of the motions. And you think right? about how, how can the airplane stay up and, and, and go with the globe with the, you know, the world being like a global shape, you know what I mean? How, how's that possible for it to fly? You know? Correct. Correct. You know, if you, if you are up here in the upper North and you, you're, you're spinning around, you go around you know, this little circle right here where my finger is, like once a, once a day, so you may be moving 300 miles an hour in in uh, Alaska. You fly to Ecuador. You try to land on a north south oriented runway, okay? Mm-hmm. That's moving sideways at a thousand miles an hour. How do, how do you land on that? Okay, <laughs> Good that that is that is ridiculous. And then on an airplane, the way they stay level, excuse me, they have these gyros. Pilot spins the gyro up when it's on the runway. And it stays level. It doesn't, uh, gravity doesn't affect it, right? So when the plane turns, it stays level. When the plane pitches up and down, it stays level. And that's how the plane flies level. So the gyro should take them straight out into space. After an hour, they'd be 80,000 feet in the sky, okay, with the earth curve. Well, that, that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. okay? And the other thing is, when you're up on a ball, the horizon, you know, at cruising altitude, the horizon should be 78,000 feet below you. The horizon, as far as you can see, should be 78,000 feet below you. But when you look out the left window and the right window and draw an imaginary line, it goes right in front of your eyes. It's right there at eye level. Can you show us the, can you show us the, uh, the horizon? I think, don't you have like a shot where a ship or something? Of uh oh oh the um over the you mean a ship going over the horizon? Yeah, what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, isn't that kind of um, what you're talking about? Yeah. So let me uh let me let me see if I can find that real quick. Um. So when uh when well one thing is you know we're told by Mil- Bill Lye Bill Lye I call him Bill Nye the lion guy with the bow tie um that when ships go away they disappear from the bottom up. Well, if we were on a ball living in Narnia. Uh, yeah, ships would go over the horizon, but we don't, okay? So why do ships disappear from the bottom up? And if I could find my, um, I just set this up. Let me just find, where did my ships over the horizon go? I have it. Um, maybe this will, maybe this will help there. Um, Say something while I look look for something. <laughs> no problem. I just think of that a lot. A lot of you know people have just been taught you know wrong, and um, uh, you know they they just been brainwashed with a lot of stuff. 
me personally, I'm open-minded to anything, especially what's going on with the world today, the way we're being lied to, you know, um, right. it's, it's just, you know, <laughs> nothing surprises me today the way the lies are. And it's just, right. You know. When, when, when we're looking into the distance, things look like they're going down and converging into the horizon. So this yellow mm-hmm. line would be your apparent horizon. So anything above anything in the sky that goes beyond that will literally disappear from the bottom up. Like if I move my hand away, that horizon, it's just going beyond it and you can't see it. And the horizon merges with, you know, the, 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 that opaque deck, whatever we're looking at, whether it's the top of a mountain cloud deck, atmospheric opacity, it all just merges together and anything above it, disappears into the distance so it's, so it's then, kind of like a uh, an illusion that that you're that we're seeing right there a hundred percent yeah so my uh my ship's over the horizon folder has disappeared so that's okay that's okay <laughs> we're gonna have to that's all right the, the bridge explains it right yeah um you know what i got i, I got another one that will explain it so People are like, well, what about, what about, you know, sunsets, right? And the way I describe it is here is my, um, this is an experiment I did called my flat earth kitchen. Have you seen this? Yes. It's very interesting. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show for your audience. Here's my counter. It's flat. And this line here is level and I'm moving this sun across the line. And this could be mountaintop city skyline or just a cloud deck or the atmosphere the, the deck of opacity, and we never went below it, okay? And I got a camera on the counter on the other end watching it go away. We're going to watch the same thing. And if I showed you this the first time, I'd say, is this level? And you're like, no, it looks like it's going down. And I'm going below this deck, this atmospheric deck. And that looks like it's at eye level because it's in the distance. Everything compresses, as I talked about, into the distance. This line looks like it's almost going straight down. Mm-hmm. This is how we see the sun when it moves away, right? And so here's a real sunset versus my sunset. And it's the same thing. This is the atmospheric deck of opacity that it's going behind. And, and, it, just, and, and it looks like it just disappears or something. It looks like it goes below the yeah. curve of the earth, right? Yeah. Crazy, right? Yes. And then, And so the atmosphere also magnifies things. So... This is a little experiment. We're pulling this thing away and it looks like it's setting. We have a Pharrell lens here, which is like the atmosphere, which, which is, um, causes magnification, especially when there's moisture. And it looks like it's setting below the table, but it's not. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, but when there's no water in the atmosphere, uh, we get we get a totally different view. The sun will shrink into the distance as it goes away. This was shot by a um, soldier in Afghanistan, hmm. and it's super dry, super clear, and it just goes away. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um what else? Well, well, um 
what about like um I mean we know NASA's a lie, obviously. Um yeah. but what about when they did the uh so called space shuttle missions when they're out there floating around above the earth and you get the illusion, notice I said illusion, of the right. earth being like round kind of uh, is that is that something that that's just the way the illusion is the camera or is that a trick that they're doing or I found my uh, I found my my folder. Cool. Right. Cool. Yeah. So um, so first thing is large bodies of water at rest lay flat. This is the Suez Canal it was over 100 miles. There should be over a mile of curvature. OK, and it's not. They never accounted for it when they made it. Um, it's clear that there is no curvature and it just goes. It just goes on and on and on. So how do things disappear in the distance? Here is the, the space needle. And as we zoom out, we'll see the needle. It's up pretty darn high. And we see these buildings. But we're zooming out. And watch how small it gets. The atmosphere is getting thicker and thicker. Its angular size is getting smaller and smaller. And now you can't see it. Can't see it. Yeah. And, and people will say, well, it's over the horizon. Well, that's not the case because I was just able to zoom in on it. Um, and the way that works is a couple different ways. So right here, I have a matchbook on the far end of this table. I zoom in and there it is right there. Okay. Now this is without waves, without atmosphere. This is just angular size and the refraction off the table. The, the glare, the miraging off the table. If I lift up higher, I can now see farther. And according to Globers, that means because I'm seeing over the ball. So Globe Logic will tell you that this table is a sphere. Yeah, they're saying that, that table there is, a is round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what Globe Logic will tell you. And here, you know, people say, well, you're not using big ships. Well, here's some big ships. Zoom out, they just disappear. They all merge within the horizon. And, and people say, well, how come you can't zoom the sun back in? Because I said the sun is above and it goes away, right? But mm -hmm. a boat is merged in the horizon. When you zoom in, you open it up and you can see it again. So it all merges. But the sun is, if this is your horizon, the sun is going behind it like that. So instead of the as they as we've been taught the earth revolving around the sun the sun is actually moving around the earth is what you're saying absolutely. Right? <laughs> absolutely so the the earth is stationary it does not move and the sun and the moon and the stars all circle around us okay so here's some uh here's here's the the i should want to show you that one first but that's okay the, where's my thing? Maps. Get rid of that. So the, the flat earth map is the AE map, the, the Gleason's map, and they wrapped it around a globe to create a prison. So here, this white, this white stuff is the shoreline of Antarctica, right? Mm. It's the container of our pond. So it kind of holds the pond in? It kind of, well, large bodies of water at rest need a container and the shoreline of antarctica is the container of our world right this is this is our map right here this is uh been used in navigation for years it's it's accurately correct um and 
this is the this is where our world is. You know, our sun circles around. I'll show you that in a few moments. Um, and this is this is just a little closer up. This is our world. North Pole's at the center, right? The equator is right about here, right? Everything inside of that is the north, and everything outside of it is the south. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, where, where the flight patterns come in too, right? Where they uh, uh, they take like the long route when they really don't have to. Am I am I wrong about that? Right, the flight routes. Let me uh, let me get that southern flights you're talking about. So southern flights. Um, So Southern flights, where are we? So for example, going from Santiago to Australia, you should just cut across the bottom of the ball, but instead they go all the way up into the North, all the way across and all the way back down, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So why right? would they do that, Dave? Why would they do that? Well, because it's the shortest route on a flat earth, on a flat earth right here, I get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, it goes all the way up, all the way across, same route. It's a straight line, right? Right. Over here, it's why, if we live on a ball, why would any plane going from a southern location to another southern location cross the equator, right? Right. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So um, there's... Here's a here's one. So from here, this is what is this? Johannesburg? What is that? What is that? I can't see. It's too small on my screen. Um, it goes all the way up here and all the way down on the globe. But on a flat Earth, here's the route. It crosses the equator once, twice. Why wouldn't it just stay on the bottom of the ball? Why wouldn't a plane just go here? Why does it go all the way up like that? Right? Right. Here's another one. It goes all the way up to Amsterdam and then all the way back down. That's crazy. But if you look at it on a flat earth, boom, boom. That one's not even that great because it kind of it, it jogs a little bit out of the way. But um, here's a good one. Auckland to Mexico City. Why doesn't it just go direct? Right? And the Globers will go, well, they have to go pick up passengers. Plenty of people want to go to Mexico City, see the pyramids. Plenty of people to fill up an airplane. It's not any longer, according to the Globe. But in reality, this leg of the trip is, it is different than this leg would be on a flat Earth. So essentially, again, you're saying that they are taking a long route and they don't have to? Is, is that No, they're taking a long route. Because they have to. There is no short route. Gotcha. There is no short route, right? Gotcha. Look at this. Same thing here. All the way up, all the way down, when they should just cut across, mm -hmm. right? But this is the route that they take. If you're on the bottom half of a ball, you should never cross the equator to go from two locations on the bottom. Top half is the north, they tell us. Well, guess what? There's zero flights that go from one northern location to another that cross the equator. Never, ever do northern flights, you know, two flights, you know, starting anywhere inside of this circle will never cross the equator 
to go to each other. Gotcha. Right? How do you think the um, military, do they do, those, do they do a different type of flights than the, um, you know? You know, some, a lot of people in the military know. A lot of airline pilots do know. A lot of them don't know. They're not thinking about it. You know, they're under the belief that the earth is too big uh, to notice curvature, but boats go over the horizon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is uh, there's been a, many emergency landings that have happened. And um, from Hawaii to New York, it was an emergency and they stopped in Seattle, which is kind of out of the way. Why didn't they stop in California? And the answer is because Hawaii, Seattle is right along the way. There's mm-hmm. been all of these emergency landings that happen. And they always land, instead they landed in Moscow, which makes no sense. But on a flat earth, Moscow is right in line with where they were going. Here's another one. Tokyo to the Mexico City. And there was an emergency happened. They went all the way up to Alaska. Right? But if you look at it on a flat earth, let me get out of the way again. Here it is. Emergency Alaska. Hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Wow. And, and so, so, you know, NASA's in charge of GPS and NASA's in charge of radar. NASA's in charge of flight routes. And uh, NASA is, you know, provably liars. Again, landed up here in, uh, can't even see it. I, I have to adjust my screen. But um, it makes absolutely, oh, Beijing to Dallas uh, stopped in Calgary. Again, how many of these do you need before you realize that, you know, they all land in the same spot? Right. Chicago, Chicago to Doha stopped in Moscow again. Moscow's all the way up here. Well, Moscow's really not all the way up there. It's right there on a flat earth. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's again, incredible. That's incredible. Emergency happened right here near Hawaii. They went all the way to Alaska instead of landing in Hawaii. That's because emergency, Alaska's right there. Hawaii is all the way out here. Wow. Yeah. So for those who probably are still trying to understand this, so what you're saying in a nutshell is they are doing those flights, but they're not telling us or, or they don't tell us, they don't tell us where we are. Um, and they don't tell us the route that we're going, or you have these crazy connections. Like, why are we going all the way out of the way? Why is this taking 26 hours when it should take nine? Okay. And it's because they can't fly from Santiago to Australia. Um, the way that they're telling us now, there are direct flights that use these special planes that go faster. They use the wind routes, the, the, the high speed winds, um, but you know, an amazing book is 16 emergency landings that prove the earth is flat. Okay. These are things when things get, you know, when emergency happens, they have to break protocol and then they're told to land. Now these pilots, I don't know. Are they thinking, are they just like, Oh, pilots aren't really flying a plane. They take off, they land, they turn a knob, they, you know, t- you know mm-hmm. go to a one, one, two, six, Computer. seven, they yeah. turn it, they press the button and they read a book, you know, they monitor stuff, but they're not looking, they're not getting a globe going, this doesn't make sense. They're yeah. just following their orders. And, and they're only they're only there for an emergency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're doing they're doing what they uh, what they normally do. So yeah. again, this book is free online, a PDF, or you can order it at lulu.com. It's a great coffee table book because anybody that picks it up, 
you know, you, you basically ruin their life because their family, <laughs> their family and friends will, will, um, they'll still be in them. denial. Yeah. They'll still yeah. be in denial. Can, yeah. yeah. Real quick before, cause we kind of jumped off there. Um, yep. as I was asking you about the, uh, when the, uh, NASA had the shuttle go up, so to speak. And yeah. when you see them out there, and I know I heard like it could be, you know, studio effects and things like that, but if they were actually up there um, and they get, you know, look like the earth was, you know, according to them, that it is round or, or kind of has an oval shape. Is that just an illusion with their camera or is that something that they did or what's your opinion on that? Yeah, that's all fish eye lenses. When they're showing us stuff, they're showing us um, fish eye um, mm -hmm. Like they do in the sports when they show a stadium to make it look big. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, and if you watch NASA footage, you know it's flat, it's convex, it's concave. It just changes all the time um, what they're doing, what, whatever they're looking at. So it's never consistent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then the, the speeds. Think about the speeds. So this is the space shuttle. This goes Mach thirty three. Okay, mm -hmm. this thing can't go over Mach three point two. How does this garbage can? Go Mach 33. Yeah. Right? Good question. Ab absolute insanity. So what do you think happened when they launched that thing? What do you, what do you think I, really happened? So I think that, um, I think that the ISS is a stage show and they're literally launching a balloon. Okay. It's literally a big blow up balloon. Um, let me see if I can find the launch for you and show so you. So the whole the whole shuttle itself? The whole shuttle itself, the external tank is a balloon. That and sounds the, crazy. NASA is the largest consumer of helium on the planet, on the plane, and they own all of the helium companies. So the, the shuttle, the shuttles that are in the museums now, they're just props is what you're saying? Yeah, well, absolutely. And um, there was some guys in Russia that went out like in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. They hiked for like three days to this giant abandoned warehouse from the 80s. And in it was the Soviet shuttle. Oh, right? yeah. I remember that. And then yeah. they, they climbed in it and looked at it and they're like the controls are made of wood there it's all a stage you know wow. and they didn't even put it together that that this is you know one of the ways that they were faking um you know space flight so this is a global thing not just the u.s no Everyone they're all all, yeah. all the space agencies are in it together they're all wow. in it together okay and if you look on the on the space shuttle on on the international space station um they're they're always faking stuff, you know. They're always um, hanging from wires, and they have this thing called the Argo system, right? This is how they practice. And then you compare that to a spacewalk, same thing. These are, these are ridiculous, mm. right? So NASA has their own what movie studio? Oh, they're, they, that's all they are is a movie studio. Mm. I mean. All this nonsense! I'm doing flips, and they, they got a they had a gorilla suit up there once, chasing people around. Like that would be allowed, okay? Yeah, right. right. And they're hanging from wires. It's it's unreal, okay? The external tank 
Now, the guys on the shuttle that are on their way to orbit going over 17,000 miles an hour up are somehow filming this falling. 40,000 pounds falling. This looks like it's falling. Now, watch over mm. here. A little tissue is going to float by, a little something. Like, see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that shows you the thing is not falling, it's floating. This is a helium Macy's Day per, per balloon. Okay. Because they'd be going too fast. They wouldn't be able to shoot that, right? It would be dropping. Like, a, imagine yeah. you threw a Mack truck off the top of the Empire State Building. You could yeah. be able to, it's going right. to be boom, gone. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I guess they would say, well, that's just gravity or something, right? Like, you know, going in the well, orbit of the Earth well, or something. They're saying that it's orbiting the Earth. Well, it would still be falling. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's falling. And then it's supposed to burn up before it gets to these clouds. I, it's, mm. it's absolute insanity. Okay. So again, uh, just another, this is part of the, the, the NASA space thing is a lie because this has all to do with, they don't want us to know about the earth being flat. It's just, it all ties together. It's all hiding who we are, hiding our true power. Um, they don't want us to wake up because once you wake up to flat earth, you no longer um, fall for any of the other lies that they have. So, you know, you, I used to wake people up to, you know, 9-11, Sandy, and Boston, and they go right back to sleep. Um, but you wake people up to flat earth, everything changes. Everything. Because it's there. I mean, it's nature. You see yeah. it, right? Yeah. Right. What about um, the Hubble uh, telescope that they have up that they say they have up there. What what is that actually? Uh, I think it's a garbage. Of? I think it's a garbage can wrapped in tinfoil. If you ask me, maybe it, maybe a can of beans with a soda can, you know, and tinfoil wrapped around it. This is nonsense. Okay, there's no no one taking pictures up there. Right now, we talked to one of our guys, one of the flat Earth researchers, uh, who's very knowledgeable, um, got a hold of like the head guy at the Hubble and he admitted that he's never seen a live feed from Hubble. It all comes through like NASA servers. So it's all and like uh, it, CGI it, or whatever. It, it's all, well, yeah. there's also, if you look up Sophia, the Sophia telescope, it's a large telescope mounted into a specially rigged uh, 747 that has a side hatch that opens up, flies really high and they're doing some stuff with that, but that's it. I don't even think the images that we see from Hubble are, are not even that, but, um, that, you know, and the images and the telemetry that we got from that match the same stuff that we got from Hubble. So this guy totally exposed it. And, um, you know, the Hubble telescope makes no sense. First here on earth, if these large telescopes that are doing these supposed deep field, um, time-lapse pictures, they're on these, these telescopes are on massive, thick cement pads and you can't even, the technicians can't even walk or buy them because the vibration of their foot could ruin the long exposure, right? The yeah. tiny little vibration. Are they forgetting that the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour, rocketing a half a million miles an hour and orbiting sideways at 66,000 miles an hour? Are they forgetting that? And the Hubble telescope besides mirroring all of those motions is also going an additional 17,500 miles an hour around the earth as it falls around the earth. 
and we can't walk by a telescope here on Earth without so the, screwing up the picture. So the images they send in is just something they create in the studio. Is is what is that what you're saying? Is, you know, they say, hey, the, they found this uh, galaxy that's light years away or planet or whatever. Is, is it's it, all go, go look it up. Go look up NASA new planet. Everything there's there's articles coming out every day. Every single image is admittedly, look at the footnote, uh, recreation, artist rendition. You know, there's no photographs. There's no, wow. there's no photographs at all. I mean, and they, do this, they do the same thing. They enhance the uh, of so what call planets out there too, right? They kind of like doctor right. them up. And well, this is what NASA shows us. And this is what we see when we use our consumer optics. We zoom out. We see these lights. These things are here within the Earth system. They're small. Right. But then wow. when we take when we take a NASA photo, like this famous picture of uh, Saturn, um, this is a famous picture. We've all seen it. OK. Mm -hmm. But then when we put it in Photoshop, crank up the levels, something's wrong. Right. Right. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so now. So. Now, when you look up these pictures, the NASA talk about the new Tapis three planet, you know, first planet going around a dual sun ridiculous like I, I show you these these look better than what nasa shows us and these are the bottoms of frying pans okay <laughs> wow. those are the bottoms of frying pans right nasa has these models that they that they use and then you look at some of the images they show us and it's clearly this model in a dark room with a light shining on it looks like something from george lucas studios uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Wow. And then, you know, people, you know, then just look up Jupiter. I mean, not Jupiter, Pluto, latest picture, Pluto. This is what they show us. Is this a desert shaped like the dog Pluto? Okay. <laughs> NASA and Disney are, um, are brother and sister. They work together. Right. Is that why they named the planet after the dog? <laughs> they were both named the same year. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Right. And then uh, people say, you know, well, is the moon round? Well, here, is this one round? Is this a sphere? Right. I think the moon is a sphere, honestly, but it doesn't dictate the shape of the floor. But that's not a sphere. Wow. Right. So the dark side of the moon, is there nothing really there? Is that why they never show us anything? Is that I don't think exist? there is a dark side. I don't think there's another side of the moon. I think that the moon that we see is not physical. I think it's an image that is being, I think we see it manifested in our world, in our sky, in a position unique to ourselves. So it's not a place that you can go. The whole gravitational lock to the earth makes absolutely no sense. Okay. You know, in our beehive crazy solar system galaxy, how does anything make any sense? Right. You, you can't, um, you know, like an eclipse could never happen. The idea that our sun is 400 times farther than, uh, than the um, moon and 400 times bigger but they, they line up perfectly, makes absolutely no sense. When we have a solar eclipse, the moon lines up with the sun. The odds of that happening 
are so infinitesimally small that they're zero, right? But then they happen every year. And then every 18 years, the entire cycle of eclipses happens again. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does that possible when, you know, and then how, do, how does that work? Because they can't even model, um, I, what it's called the three body problem. You have, you have and a physical on a computer. You say, all right, I got a sun, I got a planet and they're orbiting and the computer can figure out where it's going to be for the next million years. No problem. Add a third body, either another planet or a moon going around that. And the entire thing goes into chaos mode and nobody can predict what's going to happen next. But meanwhile, we have like 60 bodies in our solar system alone and everything works like a perfect clock. So why are they lying about the eclipse then? Well, they don't want us to know the truth of our world. They don't want us to know what's going on. You know what's the thing? What do they tell you when the solar eclipse is happening? Don't look at it. Here, we'll give you free glasses to blind you so you don't look at it. I stare at every eclipse. I don't even wear sunglasses, okay? And uh, the information that, that you get, the, 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 the energetic downloads, I can't describe them. I'm still processing. Uh, this is the eclipse I filmed just the other day. Uh, not the other day, over the last summer or whatever, not that long ago. And um, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And it's not what they tell us. You know, it's not, it's not what they tell us. Um, trying to find, oh, here it is. This is what I wanted to show you. No, that's just the image. All right. I thought I had a video of it. Well, that's really, yeah. that's really amazing. Well, what about, um, when we don't see the moon, you know what I mean? Before the new moon starts or whatever, how do, yeah, how so do, we, when, ex- when, how do we explain that? Yeah. So when the moon, well, they tell us that the, you know, you don't, when the new moon, you don't see it because it's too close to the sun and it's uh, the backside lit up. All right, cool story. But what about during a total eclipse, right? When there's a total eclipse, right? The, the, the moon is um, blocking, though they tell us the moon is blocking the sun. How come we don't see any features on the moon? Even with an infrared telescope from the space shuttle, from an airplane, no one ever sees the moon. We just see something blocking it, mm-hmm. right? Let me, um, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up my app because I can show you. I'll show oh, you. Oh yeah. I downloaded that app, man. That's really awesome. Thanks. 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 Um, so where was I? The phone. There it is. Turn that off. And here's, here's the phone. Here, here's the app. Whoops. There we go. So. The way the, the, the sun and the moon, they circle around the earth once every 24 hours. The sun goes around once every 24 hours and it catches up to the moon, right? And then it'll lap the moon once every 28 days. So when the moon goes to a new moon, when there's an eclipse, we should be able to see it because the earth is lit up. It should light up the moon just like a full moon lights up the earth, right? You go in the middle of nowhere when there's a full moon and you should be able to see uh, you know, the earth shine is brighter and bigger than the, the moon shine. We should be able to see the moon, but we don't. I don't think that the moon is there. So on the app, if you hit the frequently asked questions button and you go to the, the what about eclipses, right? Let me, uh, I'm going to make this a little bigger for you. 
Um, and if I scroll down to, where is my video? Here it is. So I'm gonna play this video real quick for you. And uh, I call this the projected sun. So this is, uh, this on the right is an actual eclipse I filmed. And on the left is an eclipse that I created. I have a light and an object blocking that light on the other side of that paper towel, which I say is the sky, okay? But there was an eclipse that had just happened before this and that somebody had filmed and they saw this little thing right next to the sun. It looked like a little eclipse, the upper one. The bottom one is the lens flare because it's moving with the camera, but the other one was locked into position. So it can't be a lens flare. And the eclipse is actually almost full at this point, but you don't notice it because, because it, because it's blowing out the, that, that bright light is blowing out the camera lens. You with me? You understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we're like, what is that? And so what I think what we're seeing there is the projector, the actual source of the sun, right? So that little eclipse thing that's locked to the sun is the source of the sun. So let's go a little bit farther here. Let me, uh, let me just move it up. So what is that? a little farther here we go so i created the experiment where i had a source projecting on that paper towel represents our sky okay and what i'm doing is i'm just eclipsing it so that is a dark body eclipsing the sun's light and it kind of looks just like the eclipse on the paper towel there right but right. then i did it and i said you know what maybe the sky is more transparent, the paper towel wasn't um, transparent enough. So I got a piece of tissue paper and I did it again. And something very interesting showed up. Let's go here, kind of speed up here. Um, and what happened was when I made the eclipse, so there's the, the sun that we see. And as I make the eclipse come in, you can see the source behind the paper towel right there. Right. And to compare that to the actual eclipse, looks like the same thing. See that? Yeah. So are you saying that it's something that they're doing to make it look like that? Or? No, no. I, I'm saying I think that we live in this enclosed system, whatever that enclosure is, physical or not. And the source of the things that we see are outside or above or within what's called uh, the firmament. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay? Within the firmament. And that they're being projected, for lack of a better word, or reflected here. Okay? Yeah. Gotcha. Right. What about what about if you're finished with that, because um, I know we're running out of time, and I know you're, yep. you're, you're a busy fellow. Um, what about the, the tides? How can you explain that and the change of seasons? Yeah, well, so let's go. We'll go right back here. The, the seasons are very, very easy. Um, so you see the sun goes around. Um, the, the, you, got these, you got these yellow lines here. You got the outer yellow line is the Tropic of Capricorn. The inner one is the Tropic of Cancer. There's a thin red line in the middle here. That is the equator. Okay, you with me? Mm -hmm. So let me make that a little bigger for you. So if I jump the sun to December, it's over the Tropic of 
Capricorn and Southern Africa is having their summer because the sun is directly above them, right? Central America is having their summer and, uh, and Australia is having their summer because when the sun sweeps around, it goes right over Australia. But if I jump it six months later, one, two, three, four, five, six, the sun jumps up in June, the inner north has its summer right there. It's going over Florida, Miami, super hot in June and July. And Southern California and Mexico, hot. Australia is having their winter because the sun is farther away, right? That's how seasons happen. It's not the whole tilt because if it was the tilt on June 21st, when the sun rises, it should be freezing because the sun couldn't be any farther tilted away, right? At sunrise, mm -hmm. it's tilted 89 degrees. And um, you can feel the heat on your face here in Connecticut at sunrise. But in December at noon, when the sun is like 50 degrees high in the sky, I can look at the sun and not even feel the heat on my face. That's a much more direct angle. And to make it worse in the North, we're closer to the sun in our winter and farther in our summer. That's insanity. That doesn't make any sense at all. So that's how seasons happen as the sun migrates every six months in between those tropics. Okay. So think about this, the inner North, Everything inside the Tropic of Cancer. The Tropic of, yeah. Anything inside the Tropic of Cancer, we'll call that the Arctic region. And anything outside of the Tropic of Capricorn, we'll call that the Antarctic region, right? So anything outside Antarctic, anything in here is the Arctic. Well, the sun is arcing around everybody in the Arctic. And if you're out here in the Antarctic, in Santiago, in the Antarctic region, you're, the sun is not arcing around you. It's coming towards you and away. It's Antarctic, Antarctica. The Antarctic, it's not arcing around you. And then the Arctic, it is arcing around you. That makes no sense on a spinning ball. Right. And is, that, and how, is, it, is it really the moon that's controlling the tides? Is that... So think about this. When there's a full moon, the tides, um, we have these bigger tides. Well, why is that? In the heliocentric model, when there's a new moon, the moon's still there. It's just not lit up by the sun. Why should there be any difference in its gravity? Okay? Doesn't make any sense. So this bulge right here is supposedly is representing a high tide. And so if my head was the moon, it's pulling the water away. This is the official story. Try not to laugh. Right. It's pulling the water away from the earth, creating this bulge. But on the other side of the earth, at the same time, there's another high tide. And the answer for that is because the moon is pulling the earth away from the water on the other side. That's ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. You see how dumb that is? And then the tides stay there and the earth rotates through them. Right. Can I say anything dumber than that? <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm not, even, you know, what? I'm not even showing you what I'm showing you. Damn, damn it. I'm sorry. Let me do it again. Here's the bulge, right? My head is the, is pulling the tide up and uh, the other side, you got the other high tide on the other side. Right. And that's because my head, the moon is pulling the earth away from the water over here. And it's pulling the water away from the earth over here. That's the official story. And, and that the, the earth 
is turning through the tides. Gotcha. So what's the true story on your, on your, on your side? The true story is um, if you, if you go in the app and you go to, um, you go to the tides button, there's some great videos in here. Um, what about the tides at that? And there's a bunch of videos that show you about tidal nodes, um, about places like in the north have massive tides, but on the equator, there's no tide. Okay. And there's, there's certain zones, areas around the world that have these different tides it has nothing to do with the moon. Um, so some people think that the earth is actually in the north inhaling and exhaling twice a day, the salt water, which is the lifeblood of the world, right? We live in this, in this energetic alive system where the, the sun and the moon are the anode and the cathode of the world battery. And the, and the land is the salt bridge and those water carries the currents. Hmm. So, um, is, do, does it mean also that the moon, is that really true that it controls gravity or, or, or not? Like, there, like if we didn't have the moon, like I've always been taught in school, if you didn't have the moon, we'd be floating around and be no gravity. Yeah, well, gravity is, is nonsensical. Um, the whole theory of gravity was changed from mass to bending of space-time, bending the fabric of space. None of that makes any sense, okay? The, what causes um, gravity is two things. One, buoyancy and density. If I had a handful of marbles, ping pong balls, and a helium balloon, and I held them over a pool, and I let them go, the helium balloon's going to go up because it's more dense than the air. The marbles and the ping pong balls are going to go down. The ping pong balls are going to sit on top of the water, and the marbles are going to go to the bottom. That's buoyancy and density. What makes them go down is the Earth plane itself is a negative charge to it. Testable, measurably, scientifically, provably negative charge. The sky has a positive charge. So anything that leads, leaves the earth is in this positive field and the energy flows downwards. Down is down for me, for you, for someone in Australia. Down is down. Up is up. Left and right, forward and back are all relative to whatever direction you're facing. But down is down. So you have this electrostatic flow um, that anything, you know, and it's a weak force, just like, um, you know, they say, well, gravity, we don't know what gravity is. It's a, it's a very weak force. Well, this electrostatic flow um, is, is, is that weak force. And then buoyancy and density sort everything else out after that. So why do you think we have a moon then at all? In your opinion. Well, I think, well, the moon is, again, the whole theory that the moon came from the earth and, uh, you know, um, that, uh, that, that it's in charge of tides. I think that the moon is deeply involved with life on earth, okay? I think that all of these things above us are beyond our understanding. I think that the the moon, um, and there's other people that really get into this uh, more, like Benjamin Balderson, check his channel out. Um, the moon has to do with fertilization of life on Earth. Maybe it delivers souls and to remove souls from Earth. I don't know, right? These are interesting things to look into. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the moon matches women's menstrual cycles. That's kind of fascinating, mm -hmm. right? 
the you know why does the moon the light the, the how much you know the, the full moon affect women's menstrual cycles it's more of an energetic thing right mm-hmm. and and so the moon and the sun um you know are are uh, the anode and cathode of the battery system we have this incoherent electrostatic acceleration which is basically just going down and that makes gravity gotcha that makes sense. now some people say well, no, everything goes down because the earth is here. You know, other flat earthers, they don't believe in the incoherent electrostatic acceleration. Um, that's fine. But uh, I do. I think that, you know, like if I had that handful of stuff and I snapped my fingers and the earth was missing, how does it know which way to go? And right. that's because the earth doesn't move. It's got that negative charge to it. And it's like, come this way. It's just a weak force. Like down is this way. And then buoyancy and density sort everything else out. Okay. That, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. one, one other quick question for you. Um, so do you think like, uh, over the, over the earth, it's, it, you think it's like a, a protective dome, uh, per se, that's, that's above us and we can't really see it. And also, I guess it's like a two part question. Is it like water, uh, uh, that is the stars are above the water of that dome is, is, is it something like that? Do you think, or, well, you know, again, anything that's above us. Um, is speculation. So I don't know. I, I, I personally think there is a physical dome above us, something um, that is Probably solid. Probably to, to protect maybe, or? Well, it, 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 this world was created. I mean, if you're, if, uh, if you're a Bible person, on page one of the Bible, it said God separated the waters from the waters and created the firmament. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? You know, the firmament is the dome that's above us and um, what it's made out of. You know, some people think it's literally like glass. Some people think it's frozen oxygen. Some mm-hmm. people think it's just, uh, you know, it becomes water. Um, I don't know. If you think about a water, water on a, a pot of boil, a pot of water, boiling water. You look at the bubbles on the bottom. If you put yourself in that bubble, you're under a dome of water without a physical barrier. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So it is possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was on the line the other day going through some footage and what, what is that rocket that they keep launching that? What is it? SpaceX? Am I saying that right? It's, SpaceX? Yeah. And they showed the footage of the rocket going up and it just exploded. And one of the theories is it possibly it hit that dome. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's possible? No, it was a balloon and it popped and that's it. Okay. I don't believe that was done on purpose. Okay. Um, I used to add that one to, I should add that one. Um, SpaceX is complete, total fakery. Uh, so is NASA. They're all, they're all in, in it together. Yeah. Yeah. They're all in it. They're all in it together. Um, it's when, when you look at any of these rockets launch, none of them make any sense. There's, there's glitches. There's, um, you know, on the CGI ones, the, um, space, the space shuttle, is literally a balloon that goes up with a, you know, a little rocket assisted balloon and it goes out over the horizon and, um, and then it's gone. So do you think those astronauts in the challenger, that really was an accident? Um, that was not an accident. It was done on purpose. Again, nobody was on the, um, nobody was on that. None of those astronauts died. Okay. So, so how could I say that? But what, what, what did they, where did they die? 
uh, where did they go then is the, is the question you're going to ask. So I'm trying to, I'm a little disjointed here. I just got to find an image. Where is the space shuttle? Yes, maybe it's under ISS. Um, trying to find uh, the Challenger. Here we go. So here's something interesting. The Challenger crew, all of them with six of the seven had identical twins. Wow. Same name. Yeah. Well, the, you know, and then when they were confronted, they're like, oh, no, no, that, I'm just on this twin brother. Identical twins. But check this out. None of them showed up at their siblings' funerals. Yeah, you would think that that would happen, right? Yeah. I mean, would you show up to a sibling's funeral? Uh, they blew up in a rocket? And, yeah. and a twin, twins are even closer. Yes. Okay, none of them showed up. There's no record of any of them having twins, but they all have twins now. Wow. Yeah. Again, again, but, what, why do you think they would just do that? Just another lie of space is, travel? Or? It's, uh, it's trauma-based mind control. And this is the first uh, rocket that they ever wheeled in televisions into all the classes here in America and across the world. Everybody was watching this live. And it was, another, it was one way to traumatize kids because they love trauma. Uh, and uh, and um, they also it helped them kick the can down the road another 10 years or whatever, right? Because mm -hmm. they've been practicing since I was a kid. You can have hotels in space, hotels in space, civilians in space. Yeah. You know, and the globe is going to be, oh, you just wait on a space shuttle, you know, get you put up in space, and then you won't be able to deny the globe. And I say, you just wait, it's funny cartoon, and we'll see if Roadrunner kills you because that's that argument is is equally as valid, okay? Because it's right. nonsense. It's right. complete and total nonsense. And I guess the same thing would happen to the Columbia and what was the other one that launched Apollo, whatever one that way was, and it launched and it blew right. up. So you think all right. those, it's, it falls in the same category? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right? Although the, um, the one where Gus Grissom died, yeah. uh, that, they might have done that to send a message to anyone else that was going to speak out because Gus Grissom hung like a lemon on the on the lamb on mm -hmm. the on the rocket. Like you know, we can't even communicate between the the rocket and the tower before we the mission control before we take off. How are we going to talk to somebody on the moon? Yeah, right. Well, we we have a hard enough time with our cell phones here on Earth. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, absolutely. When um when um Felix Baumgarten Baumgartner, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> I have to learn that name one day because everybody gives me so much shit. Um, he went up, they lost contact with him. They could barely talk to him at 127,000 feet, but somehow Nixon can talk to the guys on the moon without any problem whatsoever, you know, with no delay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, you look at the moon footage. I mean, this is, this is what they show us, right? This. And how this did they get that? how they get that space buggy up there? That thing was pretty big. <laughs> it was inside of the inside that, of the lander, right? Yeah, okay, that's that's kind of small, don't you think? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then, of course, just before the moon landing, you know, all these NASA guys and Hollywood guys all got together. Science fiction writer Arthur C. Clarke all got together by coincidence. What what what's that about? Yeah, right. 
And then you look at, you know, the SR-71 in 1964, pretty high tech. This, and then this went to the moon in 1972. Look at this thing. <laughs> All right? Yeah, that's true. Kind of looks right? like a garbage truck, doesn't it? Right. You know, and then when they show us pictures from the moon, how come there's no stars? I mean, this is space from Earth, and this is space from space. Or don't they try to say that's just because the sun's so bright, it's reflecting, you can't see that, it? That, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that's, so, so, so there's no galaxies out there as well, like they're saying. We, we, what we see is what, what God basically pro created out there as far as What we, we see is right here within the Earth system. No aliens and the other life forms out there in other planets. Well, I think that there is extraterrestrials. They live on the extra land beyond Antarctica. Okay. So maybe they live out here in the extra terra, extra territory out here. Right. Maybe there is some sort of dome above us. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a little different. Maybe it looks like this. Right. Maybe there's extra territory out here. So you'd be an extraterrestrial from not the inner space, from the outer space. All of the big telescopes in the world are in places like New Zealand and Santiago and South Africa, and they're all looking out. They're all looking out. They're not looking up. They're looking out, out south. Right? NASA even says that our solar system is uh, flat. Well, that's because the only way they can make it work is flat because everything we see is circling over a flat earth. Mm -hmm. And the stars are moving around too, right? Just like the sun and the moon and so forth. Is that, is that right? Am I to understand that too? Everything that we see, all the lights in the sky are circling around us, above us. Gotcha. Okay. Here within the earth system. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of, a lot of information to take in, man. It certainly Ooh. is. It is, but it's, is. it's so interesting. Do you have anything else that you, you think anything important anybody would need to know? Uh, how about telling us about your app and about where they can get that? Um, where can they get my app? My app is in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store is soon to be in the, on the Amazon App Store for those people that don't like Google. And you can get it... Um, there, you just search the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. You have to make sure it's by Blue Water Bay uh, because there's a, there's a um, knockoff already made by the Flat Earth Society in the Google Play Store. So mine's by Blue Water Bay is the company name. But if you're not sure where to get it, um, you can just scan this code right here or just go to flatearthdave.com. Flat that that, that's, that's my your web page? That's, okay. my, that's one of my web pages, and the link is there. Um, and then one, one thing on the app uh, is if you look, I don't know if I showed you this, if I go to the handshake button, up comes the Flat Earth Friend Finder, and these are people that have my app, and I can message them. I could tap on a blue dot and send that person a message, or I, can, uh, I have the radius set for 50 kilometers, and so I can hit that button on the top left and I can send a message to all 244 of those dots. It's like, hey, I'm having a meetup at Joe's Bar and Grill Saturday at 2 p.m., 123 Main Street. Wow. And bam, this is how you can connect with other flat earthers. And uh, there's, there's flat earthers all over the world. 
I try the United Kingdom. Bam. I go over there. Look at all the people over there. That's really cool. Yeah. So you meet a lot of is, people. Yeah. And every single one of those blue dots is a super cool, intelligent person. It's, uh, it's being used as a dating site. People are literally meeting <laughs> and getting married. That's employees cool. are finding other. Yeah. Employees are finding people to um, hire. Like, you know, what? if I was going to hire somebody, I want a flat earther. So I, I'd send out a broadcast message like, hey, I'm hiring. You have the, if you're interested, reach out here. And it would go to all of the all of those people that um that are flat earthers. So look what you're doing, Pretty man. Cool, right? Yeah, look what you're doing. You're doing other things too, helping people. That's awesome. I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Dave, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you taking your, your valuable time to to come on and, and explain all this. And hopefully we'll get some people to to look at things a little differently. Yeah, man. Thanks much. Appreciate the time and uh have a great day. Yeah, we'll do this again, man. Take care. God bless you. All right, All right man. Thanks. See ya. See ya. I'd like to thank our special guest, David Weiss, today about the flat earth. Hope you learned something. Hope you at least had an open mind. It was very interesting. We'll have him back again soon for those of you who like to hear him again. If you think you missed something or you'd like to have someone else listen to it, we'll have David back soon. Y'all have a great day blessed day and remember god will return on the throne of america i know he's coming soon be ready